When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Starbucks pistachio latte will transport you to your happy place. The comforting flavor of pistachio, warm espresso and milk, all with a brown buttery topping. Make today a good day. Order ahead on the Starbucks app. And welcome to No Filler, the music podcast dedicated to sharing the often overlooked hidden gems that fill the space between the singles on our favorite records. My name is Quentin. I've got my brother Travis with me, and we are continuing our year-end tune-heavy episodes where we're just kind of diving into music that we've loved over the last year. Last week, we did our favorite discoveries of 2019. Uh, This year, we're going (laughs) to... I guess I could say this year, because this is going to be posted next year. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Today, we're going to dive into our top 10 tracks that came out this year. Uh, This is going to be another music-heavy episode, man, and I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah, man. Um, I love this time of year, dude. (laughs) <laughs> you just you're looking back you know yeah you're digging through your spotify or your itunes or whatever and just reliving those moments yeah and i i feel like we've already kind of spilled beans so you know let's let's bring it up again we're working on this 100 song playlist um that we're going to have available on spotify uh where we're we're picking our favorites from the last decade. And we're not doing any like it's going to be one artist per song, you know, like or one song per artist, I guess. We're not going to have multiple songs from the same artist, so it's going to be 100 different artists our favorite tunes from the last 10 years. It's been a lot of fun putting this together, man. The thing that 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 um that frustrates me about it is that I know I'm missing something. Right. Oh, yeah. But no, we did I the know. best we could. You know, it, it's hard to, to go back in, in time all the way back to 2010, you know. Yeah. And trying well, to, you know what, dude? to dig up songs that you. The, the, my, I guess my test was like, is it a song that I still listen to? You know what I mean? That's That was right. the, the, the key. Like, am I still listening to this? And so it was kind of tough because, you know, if it was a song that came out in the last couple of years, it's probably on heavier rotation for me than a song that came out you know, 10 years ago. So I would argue that the ones that I'm still listening to from eight, nine, 10 years ago 
are more so an indicator of a favorite song, you know, because I'm still listening to them years later. So I tried yeah. not to pick too many songs that came out this year, you know, because it's really hard Same. to say if they will stand the test of time. Like some of these yeah, other ones. No, I, no, like, yeah, w- with artists that I love that have been, you know, steadily releasing albums over the last decade, I've purposely gone back to their older stuff, you know. Yeah. And revisited some of those songs to see, you know, if there's something like there's some songs on there that I just lit- like completely forgot about. Right. And like just rediscovered with, a, you know, a random playlist or something like that. Um, so anyways, we're really excited to share it. We've reached out to friends, family, past guests to yeah. contribute. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude. It's going to be it's gonna be great. Uh, we're going to release it sometime early next year. Uh, probably pretty damn soon, actually. We're, well, we're going to release it a, with, um, with with the very next episode. So, it'll be available uh, next next week. Monday. Yeah, next, next Monday. Monday. Um, actually, well, we're saying next Monday. This is the next episode. <laughs> That's, we're recording it. No, but they don't know that. The next episode... Oh, after this one. Yeah. When they're listening to oh. it, the next episode okay. will be that one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. So anyways. Yeah. But, but but hold on. We have to also mention okay. that the episode itself next week is going to be our top 10 from the last decade. And um, yeah. uh, I've I've been referring to it as our top 10 tens. Top 10. Top 10 tens. Yeah. Does that make sense? Kind of. Yeah. Top 10. Oh, I see what you did. Mm-hmm. Top ten of the tens, mm-hmm. the decade. I see what you did. Yeah, and dude, you want to talk about? We're talking about putting piecing together this one hundred song playlist being hard. It's almost impossible to pick ten songs to represent our favorites from the last decade. Yeah, it was tough. But it's you know singles are are totally on the table for this playlist. Right. Or for this. You know, Made this it a little bit episode. easier. Made it a little bit easier. But yeah. So anyway. Um, Anyways, just fucking. God, you guys stop talking. Let's listen to some tunes. That's what they're all saying, dude. That's what they're all saying right now. All right. So we'll listen to some tunes then. Let's listen to some tunes. So let's. All right. So yeah, here we go. This is our this is our top 10 songs that came out this year. Um, here, you're going to start. All right. So Travis, you're familiar with the internet, right? And I'm not talking about AOL. I was going to say, I mean, I I build websites for the internet every day. Well, I'm surfing the internet the right now, dude. I'm talking about the band. Yes. Um, we've we've talked about them a few times in the past. They're kind of like uh, a collective, right? They're they're a collective. They're like this R and B, um, hip hop, you know, neo soul, whatever you want to, whatever label you want to put on them. They're kind of hard to describe, but. Yeah, like you said, they're they're a collective, and within the band, they have members that are just on their own, just amazing musicians, and a lot of them do their own thing. Um, lead singer Sid the Kid, or she just goes by Sid now. Um, she has her own solo album. Um, they they have a keyboardist named Matt Martians that that kind of throws his own songs out every now and then. Uh, and a guitar player named Steve Lacey, who I have been a fan of over the last couple of years. He's released a few like little EPs and singles here and there. Uh, and he just released his first full length album. Um, came out in May of this year. It is called Apollo 21 or Apollo XXI. Um, 
And I'm going to play the first song on the record. So there's actually no singles from this released. So it's all fair game. I thought it'd be cool to start this episode with a track that starts an album. Um, It's a really cool little, it's a minute and 40, minute 40 song, nice and short. Um, I feel like this song represents kind of what he's all about. Uh, Really simple but creative beats. uh, And, you know, really thoughtful and uh, creative lyrics. So this song is called Only If. how like the you know the the symbol crash hit or whatever at the beginning was like reversed you know oh yeah a lot of cool stuff happening in that song and i, I love the dude i love the melody and stuff it was great man right yeah dude he's 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 super creative he, he he's 21 he's he's a young dude wow. yeah um i had referenced this interview that the internet did on npr i think it was for our our Sade episode. I did a, that was my, what you heard for the Sade episode was, was a song by the internet. And in this interview, they talk a lot about Steve Lacey and just how like impressive he is as a musician. Um, like some of his early demos, he would, you know, show up to a, a practice sesh or whatever for the internet. And like he, you know, had just flown in from some other city, you know, and, and he's like, you know, those like, phone apps that that you can download that are pretty much like drum beat kits you know and like basically like recording programs that you that are that you have just in the palm of your hand you know that just come with like stock drum beats and synthesizer loops and stuff he would just create songs with these these super simple phone apps and like bring it to the people in the internet and be like, Hey, it's just something I was fucking around with on the plane. And they would be like, what? This is amazing. You know, like, yeah, just the, the, the musicianship that like, you know, it's just comes naturally to him. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. He's, I, I'm, 
like I said, you know, a year ago or however long ago it was that we recorded that Sade episode, I'm just super excited to hear what else this guy is going to do over the next, you know, decade, 20 years, 30 years. I mean, he's, he's just a kid, man. He's, yeah, he's, he's really impressive. Everything that he comes out with, I love. Um, there will be a Steve Lacey song on our, uh, top 100 of the last decade for sure. Nice. Um, yeah, dude. So that's, that's my first pick. What you got for us, brother? All right. So Q, do you remember on our music blog that we used to run called new dust? I had a weekly post series called electric Saturdays. You remember that? Oh, I remember dude. I fondly remember them Saturdays being full of electricity. (laughs) So it was literally, uh, there was no like post write up or anything. It was literally, I just picked a song or actually I picked two songs the only criteria is that it had to somehow fall under the, you know, umbrella of electronic music, which is a vast and wide umbrella, right? Totally. Anyway, um, this artist was actually the first artist that was featured on Electric Saturday. His name is Luzine. He's actually from Seattle. Is that how you're saying that? Luzine. Lucine? I don't know, man. I uh, Lucine is how I always Lu- said it. Okay, Lu- like a sign, like a sign. Yeah, wave. okay. Let's, let's right. find this. Out. I got you, Lucine or Luzine, however you want to pronounce it. So this guy, it's the stage name of Mister Jeff. I can't tell what letters these are. Mikhail Wayne. <laughs> Jesus, dude. God. Uh, oh. I'm telling. I can't tell. That's what happens when you use a, a, a sans serif. Font. Uh, I can't tell yeah. if it's an I or an L. Anyway, yeah. this guy is a native of um, a, a native. Oh my god, my mind is being blown right now. He resides in Seattle now, Q. But he was born. He was born in Dallas, Texas. Q. Did you know that? He's born in Dallas, and now he resides in Seattle. It's like us. It's you and me. Oh my god. So anyway, um, that was like the start of you know this weekly post that I did that really got me heavily into electronic music because, you know, I would essentially spend the week looking for two electronic tracks to bring to the table. So anyway, he put out a new record, um, kind of an EP uh, back in July. Actually came out on our birthday, Q, July 12th. Are you out of your (laughs) fucking mind? (laughs) I'm not, dude. That's when it came out. Anyway, it's on Ghostly International, and we probably talked about that record label before on on this podcast. Yeah. Um, all right, so this song is called Turn Back. Dude, I knew you were going to say Turn Back. I'm looking at the list. I knew you were going to pick that one. Oh. It's almost like we're twin brothers.
Yeah, dude, I'm, I'm all about that fucking down tempo, man. Yeah. And this this is one of those perfect examples where, you know, we've talked about this before with this style of, of electronic music. Like, you got to listen to the whole song because yes. I had to fade it out at some point here. But right. I could tell it was continuing to build on uh, on itself and, you know, more layers were being added. I love that kind of stuff. Yeah, too. I mean, that's that's kind of what, that's the name of the game. You know what I mean? Um, it's a slow burn, dude. Yeah. It's a slow burn. You got to listen to it all the way through. So here's a quote from Andy Kelman of allmusic.com. Um, I think this is kind of, because you said down tempo, which it definitely is down tempo, but there's a lot of other things going on in his music, right? He says, while there might be other producers who are more accomplished at making idyllic down tempo, or placid IDM, or abstract hip-hop, or haunting ambient techno, or blipping, skipping minimal house, few, if any, are capable of covering all of that ground with such sharp consistency on one disc. Now, he was referring to his self-titled debut release, but that kind of covers sort of what, what you know, how he's able to blend all of these different subgenres of of electronic music. I was going to say, dude, can you reread all those? Idyllic down tempo. Uh-huh. No, that's just down tempo. Placid IDM, abstract hip hop, haunting ambient techno, blipping, skipping minimal house. Yeah, dude, I, I need, I need to remember. I mean, I need to remember those. Uh, so uh, I, descriptors, I, man. I, you know what IDM is, right? Intelligent dance music. Yes, that's my favorite kind of electronic music. IDM and down tempo; those are my two. Like that's my wheelhouse when it comes to the kind of electronic music that I like to listen to. I feel like IDM, like that's a little highbrow. Dude, well, here's the know? funny thing, dude. There's I a, only listen to intelligent dance. I, I, well, here's the funny thing. There's a <laughs> there's a coworker of mine. She listens to like heavy EDM, like going to the the EDM festival. Oh yeah, the four, four on the floor. Yeah. Totally. Yes. And so I mentioned IDM, and for the longest time, she thought that I made that up, as a, like in, in a pretentious way, like because I literally oh my said, God. "Well, I listen to IDM. You ever, you ever heard of IDM?" She goes, "What's that? It's intelligent dance music." And then she oh, thought dude. I was, you know, everybody knows me at the office as sort of like the music snob with the podcast. Yeah, you know? totally. But anyway, I finally sent her a Wikipedia page because when she told me, she's like, oh, "I thought you made that up," and I sent her the Wikipedia page. I was like, "I didn't come up with this term. Somebody else did." Anyway, <laughs> um. Yeah. So uh, it's just great to see him still putting out music. I mean, he's been in the business since 99. So he's coming up on on 20 years of making of making music. Um, yeah. And he's still still bringing the goods, man. So anyway. All right. Let's let's keep it moving here. Yeah. So here's what we're going to do, dude. I think it's time for rapid fire. Let's fucking let's fucking bang these out, man. All right. No more. No more little no more little side stories here. Yeah. I, yeah. All right. So, you remember Hatchie? I think I remember that name. So it's a Australian female uh, singer songwriter. Um, she came out with an album this year called uh, Keepsake. She falls into the dream pop shoegaze category. Um, she's nice. It's just it's just a really great pop record. You know, pop rock. Um, I played a song of hers called Obsessed. I don't remember what what episode I played her on, but it was my Watch I Heard for the week. Um, and this is another track from that album. Uh, this song, to me, is like... It's got that really great, like, 90s, like, Cranberries vibe. I just love it. 
Um, so again, this I think is, that was my comment on them when you played them that, that they reminded me of cranberries. It's, it's one person. Her name's Hatchet. Okay. Okay. There's one person. <laughs> her name is Hatchet. Hatchet. Okay. No. <laughs> her real name is her real name is uh, Harriet Pillbeam. Mm, I, I can see why she goes by Hatchet. Yeah, Hatchy. With see, look at my screen, dog. I'm not looking at your screen all the time, man. Hatchet. I got my, I got my own two screens. I'm looking at. So this song is called Her Own Heart. style of rock it's yeah. not it's definitely 90s like you said um, yeah absolutely like 90s alt rock it's, um, it's dream pop dude you know and, yeah it and is dream pop you're right just last week we were talking about how shoegaze and dream pop fall into the same category yeah yeah this is just uh, another side of that coin it's it's more yeah dream pop it's more poppy um you know but it's got that it, it's the guitar stylings that are kind of I don't know, like washed out yeah. in like reverb, you know, reverb and. Right. The funny thing, dude, and I know we just said we weren't going to go on any tangents here, but I think we talked about this, how on our uh, My Bloody Valentine episode that we did back in September, we talked about how, how shoegaze was coming up alongside grunge, or at least it, I think it predated grunge and then grunge happened mm-hmm. and grunge took over and shoegaze kind of got put to the back burner or whatever right yeah it seems to me from what i am learning is that dream pop and shoegaze has been steady this entire time if anything it has proven to have more staying power than grunge no you're right man you and i you know fell in love with this the dream pop of the 2010s of this last decade yeah but um, even when we were when we were kids dude like uh, some form of of 
dream pop or yeah. shoegaze has been around, yeah, since... Yeah, and there's plenty of bands that are still making dream pop right now. Totally. So, and anyway. here's one of them, dude. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, you're right, man. Yeah. Cool. So, um, speaking of My Bloody Valentine, this band was my What You Heard for that episode, actually. Um, so, if I have an album on this list that we have covered in some way or another... I'm bringing a different track. So if you've been listening to our, our, our podcast, I don't want you to hear the same song again. Um, yeah. So anyway, this band is called, well, they go by a lot of different things, but um, for the most part, it's OCs, the OCs. The, the sometimes OCs, they go yeah. By. Um, so uh, sometimes they go by, what's funny is every, every way that you could spell the and OCs, they've released an album underneath that variation i was about to ask you dude do they have do they go by like the o period c period no well actually they do have they they do they released several albums under ocs just the just the uh, look if you if you if you're just looking at spotify it's just the ocs right right but um anyway this this particular record um was released under OCs, so without the in front of it. This album is called Face Stabber, and it is definitely one of my favorite records from this year. Um, I was tempted to put it on my 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 top 100 list, but tried to find other songs that predated it because I don't know if I'm gonna like this in five years. Anyway, yeah, and that's the thing about that about the OCs they're they're a, a chameleon band, you know. Every album's different. Yeah, these guys are insane, man, and. Um, I actually saw. I looked up a um, like a, a concert that they did when they were yeah. they were touring for this record, and at this festival that they were playing at, I don't know if this is how they typically do it, but they had two drummers. I, I think that might be how they do it. Actually, two drummers on stage, essentially playing the same exact beat, like in sync with each other. Dude, um, I yeah. The only time I, I've witnessed that twice in that I can think of. Uh, when I saw the Eagles of Death Metal, they had two drummers, and when I saw Modest Mouse, they had two drummers as yeah. well. Yeah, but anyway, it, it's it's awesome. Um, just visually, it's really it's just cool to see that you know. It's fun. Yeah, it's fun to watch them like yeah, either be you know in sync or 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 playing something different. Especially for me because I'm a drummer and I just right. Fucking, yeah, that's the only the, dude. The only person that I care about when I'm at a concert is the drummer. It's the drummer. Like, yeah, it's the drummer. So anyway, uh, these guys are classified as garage rock, psychedelic rock, experimental rock, and I think that sums it up pretty well. This record, they described they described this album as, and I think this is kind of funny, SoundCloud hip hop reversed, a far flung nemesis of contemporary country and flaccid algorithmic pop barf. <laughs> yeah. I so, love the SoundCloud thing. I know. Hip hop. I know. The right. SoundCloud hip hop. That's great. So these guys are from California, but uh, I'm pretty sure the lead singer is not <laughs> American. Okay. Well, no, he was born in he's born in Rhode Island. Anyway, he 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 had like an axe where he had an accent, but maybe it's just a gimmick or something. I don't know. Anyway, uh, the song that I played back in September as my what you heard on the My Bloody Valentine episode was called Fu Shi. F-U-X-I. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're going to play a different song here today. 
This song is called Poisoned Stones. Yeah, man, I enjoyed that track a little bit more than than uh, Fushi. Um, I remember you you had mentioned like that that this album was kind of in the prog rock vein. Like yes. it kind of reminded you of of um, Yes and the stuff that <laughs> you said. Yes, uh, it reminded me of <laughs> yeah. It reminded you of of that kind of stuff that Yes was doing, like with that album that we covered, Fragile. Yeah, absolutely. There's some tracks on here that are you know. 14 minutes long, 21 minutes long. So yeah, well, they also well, me, classify it as a progressive rock album. That, you know, you, yeah. you you called them a chameleon. Yep. Um not not every album sounds like this, but um as it says here, this is a progressive rock sound that they have been exploring um as sort of heard on the previous two records, Orc and Smoke Reverser. So they've kind of been in this okay. sort of progressive rock um you know, kick the last yes. few albums. So as much as I enjoy and appreciate, you know, the the slow burner uh prog rock songs that are 14 20 minutes long. Yeah. You know, uh, I also love just the standard format, you know, verse chorus verse chorus and I I really liked I really liked this song. Yeah, and um, the drumming is great too. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. All right, so full disclosure, this is a single just want to put that out there. That's all right, dude. I've got a single lined up for us. That's going to be the last song I play as a single, but I, ha- I had to play it. Yeah. I just had to play it. Yeah, I hear you, dude. All right, all right dude. What you got? All right. So, um, you know Kane Alou, right? Yeah, I do. Because um, remember this that guy? was one of our... That was a song that my brother introduced me to. Our brother, yeah, I should say. Yeah, our brother. Yeah, so uh, this guy's name is Trent Prawl. He goes by Kainalu, and he just kind of sits in that, like, he, he reminds me a lot of uh, Toro y Moi, mm-hmm. you know, or like that heavy, like... Chill wave. Uh, psych rock, yeah, chill wave, um, 
kind of reminds me of Prince, like the kind of stuff that Prince was doing back in the 80s. Yeah. Um, he released an album this year called Lotus Gate, which is just a fucking gem, dude. I don't know if you've heard the album all the way through, but you need to. Um, and I'm more and more intrigued by this guy and by by this uh, by his band Cantaloo. The more I look into it, because apparently he, you know, he's he's got a, a full live band that he's put together, and apparently when you see them live, they have they create this like more jam oriented interpretation of his recorded music. I'm all about that kind of stuff when I'm seeing a band live. I want to see you know like interpretations like they're saying of the stuff that you hear on the record. I want to see something different, you know, when I when I see a band live. So, I'm going to be keeping my ears perked up for when Kanalu if they ever come through here. Um I'm definitely going to check them out. So, this is one of those one of the songs from that album. Again, it is an album called Lotus Gate. Uh this song is called How Do I Let Go of You? guitar riffs dude that man it's just this whole album is just oozing with like i don't know it's very pillow, lush it's, it's, lush pil- it's pillow talk you know what i'm saying like okay. this is heavy you know do you have saying? any i mean can you can you, you vouch for, can you vouch for that <laughs> 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 i 
I'm just saying. Have I you, mean, I can think of one instance. Have you tested it? <laughs> we gotta we gotta keep this shit in. Have you tested it yet? Mm, this is talking about dirty laundry, dog. <laughs> All right, uh, we'll move right along here. So yeah, yeah. Did you like it? I will just say this: there's a lot of artists right now that are putting out music like this. Right? We talked about a few of them, like Toro Imoa. Um, mm-hmm. What is his name? Chaz Bundick. That's his name. Yeah. But his name? there's few that are that are do it uh, in a way that like captures my attention or whatever. A mm-hmm. lot of times I'll hear I'll hear a band that tries to do this and be like, okay, yeah, there's another one that's trying to do that sound. But when I heard this guy's record, uh, he captured my attention with with it. So like he's doing some some different things with it, you know. But yeah, yeah. you're right. It definitely sounds kind of like you know. There's some '70s elements that he throws in there, you know, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, good stuff. Like you said, man, it's just one of those bangers. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, dude. It's banging. So, yeah, dude. So, before you get into your next uh, pick, let's take a quick break. And we're back. All right, dude. What you got for us? All right. So, here's another artist that you may be familiar with if you listen to our older episodes, or if you've been with us for a while now, um, I talked about these guys. Uh, this was my, my, what you heard for the Caius episode that we did back in early October, which is when this record was released. It was, it came out October 4th. So, uh, this band is called dive D I I V in capital letters. Let me, let me just quantify that. Um, and I feel like for me, this has been like the year of of shoegaze and dream pop. I've been listening to quite a bit of, of music like this is what I'm is what I'm realizing. And this is one of those instances. So I fell in love with this record when it came out. Uh, the album is called Deceiver. And I saw these guys live. This is when I discovered that band that sounded like they were Nirvana, basically. Oh, Chastity? Chastity, yeah, and then I went yeah, down that. I dude, went down that. that um, good stuff. Yeah, and, that, and that's how I came across um, Narrowhead, which is that band that I fell in love with. Um, anyway, these guys are not really in that vein. Um, they may sound like Smashing Pumpkins here and there sometimes, um, but they're more dream pop and shoegaze than anything else. But anyway, we're gonna have to listen to a good chunk of the song cue because there's something that happens toward the end of it. Okay. That I fucking love. It's about three minutes and 30 seconds in where, where the shift happens. So maybe we can fade the song in toward the middle. But if we're if we're down to just listen to it, let's just listen to it. Because uh, it's got a great sort of build up and, and change that happens toward the, the three minute and 30 second mark. So let's anyway. do it. Let, let's listen. Let's fucking start from the beginning, man. Let's Dude, do it. Thank you. That's the only way to do this, right? Uh, all right. So anyway, one one thing I will say. This record was produced primarily by the band themselves, along with a fellow by the name of Sonny DePerry. Probably pronouncing that wrong. But Hang on. Sonny and Cher? No, no, no. Sonny... Yeah. You know, Cher's <laughs> dead. I think both of them are dead. What? Well, Cher's not dead. Sonny's, Sonny's dead. You're right. Sonny's dead. Sonny's been dead for a long time, dude. Yeah, you're right. Sonny DePerry. Probably pronouncing that wrong, but he is known for producing... My Bloody Valentine and Nine Inch Nails. So there you go. Pretty well-known producer for this record. But all right. So anyway, this song is called Between Tides. 
Yeah, man. I love how they change up that guitar uh, riff at the end there and just sort of kind of go crazy with it, you know? Uh, well, I love that. Yeah. I uh, love it. Maybe like three minutes in, they were straight up borrowing from My Bloody Valentine. Like well, in, in the... Yeah. It's just like that f- fuzzy, like... The, yeah. The know, fuzz that, and the reverb. Yeah. That reverb, that, that like signature my bloody valentine sound dude I love yeah i mean it. it's a signature shoegaze sound but yeah made yeah. famous by by my bloody valentine for sure yeah dude around the like the three minute mark you hear that like uh glide guitar technique uh that the guitar player for my bloody valentine uh created what's what's his name uh kevin kevin shields yeah it's the shoegaze sound dude yeah i love it yeah man. it's great anyway uh that record is is essentially I mean, kind of like I was saying earlier, man. Shoegaze has been has been pretty a pretty consistent genre, you know. Yeah. Since its inception in the nineties, so it, it, it's it's stronger than grunge, certainly. You know. Totally. Anyway, uh, this is uh, this album is an excellent example of how 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 alive and well shoegaze is. So anyway, all right, Q, we we're coming we're home stretch here. We got four more tracks to do here. Home stretch. So what do you got? Uh, so this band is called Salt. Uh, this band is kind of known for their like mysterious nature. Like we don't really know that much about them. That's kind of what they're doing it on purpose this way. The only thing we we know about them is that one of the singers in the band is um, this artist. Her name's Melissa Young. She goes by Kid Sister. She is definitely in this band. We don't know that much more than that. And they've released two albums this year. Two two full length albums. Just this year alone. Um, one is called Five. The other one is called Seven. Well, what happened to Six? I don't know, dude. Maybe maybe they'll release Six next year. I don't know. Mm. But I covered a song called um, Think About It uh, earlier this year. And we're going to play another track from this album. So this one was called Five. This is the first one that they released. So these guys are just right in the, like, I don't know, funky, dancey, like... So, okay, I'm going to read from, you remember Gorilla vs. Bear, right? They're still around, still kicking it. <laughs> this is a music blog that we were competing with, I guess. Yeah, we lost that battle, obviously. <laughs> They're still going. Oh, we totally lost that battle, dude. Yeah, I don't think we ever yeah. had a chance, but yeah. No, dude. But I'm going to quote um, from them here, describing Salt. Um, they are a genre-defying collection of timeless dance soul funk hybrid summer jams with a modern flair ranging from irresistible party starters and disco tinged anthems to gorgeous midtown inspired love songs one of the most vibrant and exhilarating records we've heard this year talking about five this song is track four it is called why 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 why
That's a fucking jam, dude. <laughs> so like dude, it this reminded album is me, chock full of it, man. Yeah, it reminded me of of Steely Dan a little bit, if I Ooh. can say that. Just the intro, okay. Yeah. Um, just as far as that, like jazz, jazzy kind of. Yeah, dude. You know, discoy, fusiony kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. That was that was that was tasty. <laughs> That's I, a great way to put it. I like too. how the um, the two records here. They both came out mm-hmm. in twenty nineteen, like you said. Yeah. But they just use matchsticks to, to, to make the uh the numbers, which is it's interesting. cool. It's cool, right? Yeah. Yeah, I like how the first one, five, is used like uh Roman, Roman numerals. numerals. Yeah. Uh, or not Roman numerals, because that would be a V, wouldn't it? Oh, you're right. That's not Roman numerals, but that's no, something. Just, that's something that's, so we'll just cut all that out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. We're done. Yeah. We're done. <laughs> I know, dude. We've already established that. Many times over, yeah. So again, we don't know that much about this band. Like, there's maybe it's kind of like the the nameless ghouls or whatever from uh, <laughs> <Ghost>. <laughs> what are they called from Ghost. Yeah. yeah, we just don't know that much about about the members of this band. Do they um, tour? I don't know, dude. I don't know anything. You mm. think I? You think I did my homework for this episode? No, <laughs> I didn't. Oh. <laughs> so what you got, brother? All right, let's um, fucking let's bring it home. All right, we're we're bringing it. So, um, this track, this next track is from a little known band named Wilco, which I think everybody knows who Wilco is. I love to, yeah. Yeah. If if you're our age, you probably know who Wilco is. Yeah. They're, they're arguably one of the, one of the greatest indie rock bands of all time. I think Um, so. Yeah. Jeff, Jeff Tweedy in the game. Jeff Tweedy. I mean, the guy, the guy, he's been on Parks and Rec you know <laughs> yeah if you if you uh, are a fan of that show you might remember his his band um land ho holy shit did you just pull that out of your ass yeah dude holy fuck I've, what I've, was the name uh, land ho land ho yeah man uh anyway so uh we got the chance to see them uh, a couple months ago and i was just reminded about how amazing these guys are and they put out a new record this year the record actually came out the same day that the dive record came out on October 4th. Um, so anyway, you know, there's not much to say about Wilco that, that you may not already know, or what am I trying to say? It's just one of those bands that I think everybody knows about. Well, I think probably, what you're trying to say is let's just fucking play the tune. Let's just play the tunage. Uh, at some point we'll probably cover a Wilco album. Um, oh yeah. But that's not going to happen right now. So let's listen to uh, this song here. It's off their latest record, Ode to Joy. Uh, This song is called White Wooden Cross.
Just a classic Wilco track, you know. And his voice is just so iconic, you know. Yeah. It's unmistakable. Like, he's got one of the most unique voices in, in rock, I think. So, um, I feel like I got to tell this story now that I got the chance, man. Okay. You know, I lived in Austin when I right, right out of high school. Uh, we, I got to see them play at Austin City Limits right after Sky Blue Sky came out. Mm. So, 2007. Yeah. But, so, you know, uh, Austin C- City Limits has the, um, like, studio recording videos that they i think it's on pbs that they release them you know what i'm talking about yeah the yeah. iconic uh-huh. yeah so we stood in line to see wilco because they did a a session for for that for that studio recording and dude we literally were next in line to get into the studio and they fucking stopped us and said sorry we're at capacity now you said you saw them live though well, I saw them at ACL, which is like, oh, you know, oh. just your standard yeah. music festival, you yes. know. Um, but yeah, we were that close to seeing them in the studio man, at, for ACL, dude. That fucking close, man. It, it, dude, <sighs> if only you guys, you know, didn't take the bus or whatever. <laughs> yeah. There's right, so many dude, things I'm, that had oh, to happen. Oh, there's so many factors, man. I know. You know what? <laughs> I don't like talking. I, I don't like talking about it. Yeah. I just wanted to bring it up because you know. Well, anyway, if you saw them for that for that tour, that must have been incredible. It was great, that might be the record man. that we talk about at some point. Oh, um, totally. Yeah. Anyway, one thing, man. The, I just had a, I got a shout out to the guitar player because seeing him live. Little did I know, because I'm such an idiot. This guy, his name is Nels Klein. Yeah, he was in a. Uh, he was in a band. He's he he's a prolific guitar. He's been he's been recording and releasing music since the '80s. Yeah, uh, and and joined Wilco back in two thousand after Sky Blue Sky. Okay, or, yeah, or pretty he, much. He at, was there yeah, for, at for Sky the recording Sky. Of Sky Blue Sky. Yeah, yeah. which is funny because that's I one thing that I remember the most about Sky Blue Sky is the guitar work. Um, yeah. Anyway, what, listen what are to the other bands that he's played in? Uh, well, he's got you know he just he does solo stuff basically, mm. and he had a Nels Klein trio, the Nels Klein Singers. Okay, with some group called Quartet Music. Uh, but listen to this cue. He, uh, primarily back in the eighties, he played jazz often in collaboration with his twin brother, Alex Klein, who played the drums. That's just like you and me. Just Why like couldn't we, we, we didn't, we never did that. Instead, we made a podcast instead. So there you go. Yeah. There we go. Uh, okay. So that's, that's that man. Um, it's Wilco being Wilco, you know, they can do no wrong. Like you said. So anyway, all right, Q, what you got? Last track for you. All right, so you remember Jun- Juniore, right? Yeah, oh yeah, dude. So, remember when I when we busted out that little violin for me last week? Yes, we did, yeah. I, mean, uh, I busted it out twice, actually, for you. Yeah, so, you know what? I don't know why I brought this up again, because we did this one together, but after this sidetrack, I was all by my lonesome for a few weeks. Uh, we were leading up to our Strokes episode, and... We covered Juniore as a sidetrack, and then I did my own thing for a couple weeks. Uh, Juniore is kind of they kind of, they fall into this category of French pop music. They are kind of drawing back to the '60s pop sound. Remember the term "yeah yeah"? How can you forget it? Uh, yeah yeah, get to. Yep, yeah, exactly. Sandlot. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I didn't realize that that was a term. Yep. Okay. Yeah. 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 It references this sp- specific style of French pop music uh, from the sixties that originated on this radio program that like brought forth these French pop artists that it was just very specific, like bubblegum pop kind of, you know, happy go lucky pop tunes, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And Junora kind of tapped into that sound. Um, They've been making music since, since probably around 2010. And this is a single. Okay. Just throwing that out there. This is a single, but I love this song so much. I had to share it. This is, Definitely one of my favorite discoveries of this year. Um, so, without further ado, here is that tune. That's a callback. <laughs> That's a callback, dude. All right, this song is called Abba de Cord. <laughs> That's how she says it, dude. I've listened to quite a bit of their stuff since since you uh, introduced me to them, and they're great, man. It's just great stuff. The, yeah, just they've got this like attitude. I don't yeah. know, like yeah. like this. It it it's all just like like surf guitar, like. And she has a very straightforward delivery, which is kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it adds to the attitude, like you said. Yeah. Um, very yeah, like great, I don't know noir. Yeah, you know? sure. I love yeah, it. Yeah, I got you. I'm all, I'm Especially all with the, the imagery that they use. It's a lot of black and white. Yeah. Um, all all their album covers are yeah, very similar. Yeah, really great. Uh apparently the, the lead singer does all the artwork for for really? all their albums. Yeah, it's yeah, awesome. Dude. Yeah. yeah, it it's good stuff, man. Yep. 
All right. right last man. track, dude. Last let's track. Here we are. Let's fucking take it home. Let's bring it home. Dude, I've got a great, I've got a doozy for the last track. So this is something that we've never done before, Q. This is the very never? first cinematic score uh, to, to, that we're talking about here. Um, Which, you know, I've kind of hint like we've hinted at like, oh, we love electronic music, but we haven't really covered much of it on this podcast. Um, I don't know if I've mentioned my my love for video game scores, but I don't think I've ever touched on that really on this podcast. So there's a lot of areas that we haven't really, you know, touched yet. But movie soundtracks is another um, one of those those genres, if you will, if you want to call it that, that I absolutely love. Uh, sometimes I'll listen to, I mean, especially with video games, a lot of times I'll listen to a score and never having seen the movie or play the video game. You know, I just love yeah, the sound of, of movie scores and thematic scores. You know, this uh, little known score here is for the Disney Plus series, The Mandalorian, which a lot of people have seen. So I feel like I don't need to caution with spoiler alert, but I'm going to because I'm still going to say spoiler alert in case you don't want to, if you haven't seen it yet, you got to know the scene to, to appreciate the song. Go ahead. Um, this is nothing major, but um, I think everybody has seen Baby Yoda at this point, right? Oh, yeah. If dude. you've been on the internet in any way, shape or form, yeah, you've yeah. seen a picture of Baby Yoda. So anyway, this is the first scene where we see his powers. I'll just say that. This okay. is a fight scene between the Mandalorian and this this creature called the Mudhorn. I mean, dude, I mean, I, I might as well not even watch it now. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Thank this you. Is, yeah, this is not yeah. really a big plot Great. Uh, point. But um, the point is, Mandalorian's getting his ass beat by this giant. It, it basically looks like a giant rhino, right? It's got this giant horn. It's called the Mudhorn. And, you know, the Mudhorn's charging at the, at the Mandalorian to kind of do the death blow, the final blow. And then Baby Yoda, uh, known as the child in, in the series, uh, uses force to sort of halt and, and float and levitate the Mudhorn, like stop him in his tracks, basically, which gives the Mandalorian time to sort of stab him and kill him, right? So it's a, it's a very important scene to the show because it's the first time we see the powers that the child has. Anyway, uh, the name of this guy, I had to look up his pronunciation, uh, he's a Swedish composer. Uh, his name is Ludwig Joransson, and he is known for really, he, he kind of made a name for himself with his Black Panther score that he did. And now he's just on the rise, man. And the stuff that he does on this, on this soundtrack is just amazing. The music for the Mandalorian is incredible. Uh, so anyway, let's just listen to it. The song is called the Mudhorn and this is another one where we might we may as well just listen to the whole song. So here we go.
Just amazing, dude. Amazing. I mean, I haven't seen this scene, but I saw it. You probably can tell when it when when I saw when, it. Yeah, you could. Yeah, I mean, it's a I mean, it's a cool sound. Whatever that sound is, that mean the drums and everything. That's the battle happening. Yeah, it was right? very percussive. Tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, you heard just a little bit of it, but the main theme for the Mandalorian is sort of this sort of Western um, mm-hmm. flute sound. Yeah. Um, so there's a, I'm reading an article here in the New York times about, so the name of this, this article is how Ludwig Jorensen became director's secret musical weapon. So in other words, this is how this music is so important to this show. Um, it says the key to the modern Western sound of the Mandalorian is a flute theme that Jorensen came up with once John Favreau, who is the director, uh, shared his vision, which involved a lonesome writer and a samurai inspiration. So the series exists in more of a dystopic part of the Star Wars history, Favreau said, and technology and deconstruction are themes that we explore. And I feel like you get that sound, um, like that sort of te- technology and destruction. You kind of get that feeling from this theme, you know, from this music. It's got It's got some um electronic music elements to it it's not it's not purely orchestral right no which i think is important for like the star wars universe you know that's kind of what it is it's technology and sort of this like like they're saying dystopian sort of western more gritty feel that's what the mandalorian show kind of does it shows us a sort of a different part of the star wars universe that we've never seen before which is why everybody loves it so much um but anyway yeah that that flute sound is like straight up good the bad and the ugly you know Right, exactly. Yeah, so he he does that masterfully. Uh, anyway, this guy's on the rise right now. Um, he just did. Have you seen the preview for that movie called Tenet, the the latest Christopher Nolan film? It's about like, yes, I don't yes, know, time travel or death or something. Something. Yeah. So he <laughs> yeah. The, he, yeah, he did the score for that. So that just tells you if you're if you're scoring for Disney and and Christopher Nolan, like you're you're on the rise. You know, you're doing all right. You've already peaked basically. Uh, so anyway. All right, man. So that's it, dude. Uh, good tunes on this on this episode, man. Yeah, I feel like we uh, it was we fun. Had a, a wide range of sounds there. Yeah, which is what we always strive for. Yeah, dude. And you know what, dude? We gotta wrap this up because I'm looking at the timestamp, and this one's a doozy. Yeah. So uh, as always, check us out on the Pantheon Podcast Network. It is a music podcast network that we are super happy to be a part of. There, you can find a lot of great music podcasts you can also check us out on our website nofillerpodcast.com there you can dive a little bit deeper with our show notes uh where we have references to all of the source material that we pull from for for all the information that we cover in our episodes and um yeah we're rounding out this year and we're gonna start the next year with another tune heavy episode next week we're gonna cover our 10 favorite songs from the last 10 years. So, yeah. And I, you know, as we mentioned before, there's, there's also going to be a Spotify playlist that we're going to make available uh, to you all. That will be our top 100 non singles from the last decade, which uh, was quite the feat to put together. So yeah, uh, we're excited to share that with you guys and we'll give you a little bit more information on it next week. So um, yeah, Q, um, that's that, man. Another another great episode with uh, lots of tunage, which is what we're all about. So um, we will we will see you guys 
And by see, I mean you will hear us next week with another 2019 recap, um, the last of this little little series here, and then we'll get back to our, our normal programming. Um, and I, I don't even know what we're going to talk about, dude. Yeah, we'll we figure out. We haven't looked that far <laughs> ahead yet, but, yeah. uh, but we'll, uh, we'll, we'll give you guys the deets on all that later. All right. Um, as always, my name is Travis. And my name's Quentin. See y'all next time. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.